0: This program is sponsored by New Zealand Bridge, sponsors of Grassroots Bridge across the nation.
2: Welcome to the Bridge Zone. You're at the table with Barry and Mariana, and we are super excited because Congress is about to start. you got your fluffy cushion ready, Barry, so you don't get a sore butt sitting down all those days.
0: I have to pick out seven shirts so that I can wear a different coloured shirt each day. Oh, no, we get Monday off, do we? Yes, we do get Monday off, and
2: don't go off anywhere because we've got to do the Bridge Zone next Monday. Oh, we'll we be do, both yeah.
0: playing on Tuesday. How exciting. I'm super excited. So we got the team starting off. Boy, and it is a strong field. Well, there's quite a few Australians showing up, which is really good. And nice. I see there's even a team of Argentinians playing. Bell Gardner's surrounded by five Argentinians. Don't ask me to pronounce all their names. I know Carlos Pellegrini's in there, and he's been to our Congress a number of times. The New Zealand teams looks really strong as a result of going online. And, of course, only the top eight teams will qualify for the quarterfinals.
2: Oh, actually, i just thought you won't even be able to have a quick gander. You can't look around anymore, see all the hot bridge players. To be fair,
0: that usually didn't take long.
2: hey, we're meant to try and improve our ratings. Yeah, that's
0: true.
2: I think what you should do is that you should go and get prepped, almost like if you're going out for a hot date. Go and exfoliate your face, get a haircut, get your nails done. Do all that, Barry. You'll be right. You'll get two thumbs up, I'm sure. (laughs) Can't they just sort of Photoshop it? (laughs) Yes, they can. Hey, look, we've got this question, or two questions, for Judge Julie today. And you're going to hear about that shortly, people. But I really want to know, how are you meant to look interested? We're Zooming at the moment, people, because we're doing the bridge zone, not at the studios. Judge Julie's come up about this thing that you have to look interested. Show me your looking interested face, Barry Jones. (laughs) That's shock horror. That doesn't look like it's interested. It's meant to be like... (gasps) She said you're not allowed to yawn. You're not allowed to yawn, people. You I'm have going. to be so, interested.
0: I think there's going to be a penalty for yawning if Judge Julie has her way.
2: What about if you just snore?
0: That yeah. would be all right. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be good. But. <laughs> so yeah, what we're talking about is when you've got that ten seconds. And of course, on real bridge, you do see people use the stop card and face-to-face bridge, and some people just bid straight over the top of it or ignore it, which of course they shouldn't do, but they do on real bridge. You can't do that because the stop card goes out and you can't even see the bids until your time is up and only then can you bid. So you've got eight or ten seconds of your life just passing you by. You might as well use it to try to look interested.
2: Coming up next, we're heading off to the courthouse. Director, please. How can I help?
0: Judge Julie presiding.
2: Good morning, Judge Julie. Back in the mighty Auckland again.
0: Hey. <laughs> marianna has got two questions for you. I've got bad news for you. You're going to have to cope with two Mariana questions.
2: <laughs> My questions are, so if the opponent's open at the 2 level and the bid is alerted and I know what I want to do, should I ask what the bid means? The other point is that I actually thought if you weren't going to bid, can you ask or shouldn't you? Very good set of
3: questions, particularly with Congress where people play lots of different things and some people won't know what other people are playing. And in all fairness, you don't want to make assumptions. There are a lot of different systems around the country and what you think it might mean where you live may be very different to what somebody else thinks. So first of all, opening of it at the two level or higher, preemptive bids or whatever they may or may not be, in general... Preemptive or have got some interesting meanings, and a stop card will be used because I know everyone that is listening to me always uses stop cards.
0: They will this year, (laughs) Julie.
3: The reason for stop cards was because when people make an opening bid, say a multi two, which is alerted, the alert's sort of irrelevant in this particular case, but say a multi two, then if People pass quickly, they've got nothing in their hand. People pass slowly, they've got something to think about. People pass slowly and bid. These things create problems with information that the partner of the person bidding after the bid, multi-two stop card, if I sit there and I pass quickly or pass slowly or whatever I do, my partner is likely to have information that they have gained because of how fast or slow I bid or whatever it might be, rather than the fact of the auction. So the stock card comes out for a count to about eight or 10 seconds. And in that time, I'm meant to look interested. So one of the ways of looking really interested is to sound interested and ask what the bid means. Online might be a wee bit different because we've got to type the meaning or other things that may be happening there. So we might just be a wee bit different. Generally, we want to do the right thing. So if someone opens two diamonds or higher then we can ask what the meaning of the bid is and we sound interested even if we know exactly what we're going to do albeit pass or make a bit of a suit that's really clear cut for us or a double or whatever it might be. Now whether we should ask questions all the time or not really good because I play a complex system with Patrick where we, we make lots and lots of bids that do not mean what they seem to mean and everyone looks totally confused and in all fairness You don't have to know what we play. You just have to know what we're saying to each other when it begins to affect you. So if you're not going to make a bid in the auction starting at the one level, where things tend to be relatively natural, normally you don't ask unless there is a good reason, like you might want to double a bid for the lead. There are times where you will ask, That's fine, because sometimes you just have to. And it's our problem with the system we play that we create some issues some of the time. Not your problem because of the system we play, but it is your problem if you ask what every single bid we make means when you're not at all interested in anything, and even more so when people are making a bid and you don't understand and you start asking why. Because you're not playing their system and you don't need to know it. You just need to know what it means. And at the end of the auction, you can say to everybody, what does all of this mean? And they all have to tell you exactly what they know. There are no secrets at the bridge table.
0: Wow. You've got up (laughs) to 10 seconds of your life slipping by while that stock card's out. You might as well make use of it.
3: I mean, if you do something really quickly, if you think that gives information to your partner, and that's either good or bad from your point of view, it's generally bad from mine, I'm a director, and you only allow bidding and play for the information you give. But gee whiz, you're also telling your opponents things about your hands by doing something too quick or too slow. Think about that sometime.
0: Yeah. And the annoying thing is, partner's not allowed to use it, but they are. Yeah, mind you, they, had their own yeah, road, but they sounds... are
3: definitely allowed to use it. So that's something to keep in mind. We've had the regulation for stock cards for a long time and we have various regulations. Some work, some don't. And sometimes it would be nice if they were reviewed for whatever reason. But when yeah. they are the regulation and they are what we do, then yeah. we should do it. And people that don't sometimes get more information than you think by the fact that they don't do what they're meant to.
0: They don't do what... I'm going to predict there'll be less problems with stock cards at this year's Congress than there ever (laughs) had been in the past.
3: (laughs) Okay, Mariana, have a think. If you're playing someone and they open three heart and you pass quickly, your partner knows you've got nothing. But gee whiz, so do your opponents. If the stock card's there and it's taken away, and you bid, and you do this comfortably, they don't know whether you had something to think about or nothing to think about. They don't know more about your hand than they might have. So whilst it's there, mainly in place to stop the problem we have between partners getting information that they really shouldn't have, and in all fairness, a lot of this is not out there. Most people just think, oh, my hand's looking better the longer it takes partners to bid if there's a hesitation. Your opponents get that information as well.
2: There you go, Barry. I think that's okay. useful to a lot of people. I might start looking more interested. I might even count to five before I make a bid now. <laughs> I actually
3: tell some of them that don't use stop cards when they really do know better that I am going to take that time. And I remember years ago, someone from Melbourne was playing, an on their system card, their defence to preempts was hesitation. And I thought, gee, that's weird. What do they mean? And what they meant was they would always take that length of time, eight to ten seconds, before they made a bid, irrespective of whether you used a stock card or not. But it was a weird thing to read on a system card, I would have to say.
0: It was weird. I was thinking a lot worse to start with.
3: Yeah, I know. You sort of do, don't you? You think, oh, gee, that sounds very risque, but no. Good luck with Congress. Thank you. Good. And good luck with your teammates.
0: See you on Thursday.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, everyone enjoy Congress. Those of you that aren't, enjoy Bridge, whatever way it's coming to you in the next week or so. We'll see you next week, no doubt.
2: I'm interested because you've got some news.
0: I've got some more good online news. Just off the phone just a few minutes ago, Helen Carrier from New Plymouth, and Taranaki Congress is going ahead. That's the best news. It starts on the 12th of March, isn't it, Mariana? Yeah, It's it's the Taranaki long weekend. And it is going to be online. That's all, all the news I can give you at the moment. Colin's going to come on the show when he's got a bit more news. Look, it may be slightly reduced schedule. So anybody that's thinking of playing the Taranaki Congress, you can start putting your plans in place. You won't have to pay for accommodation. You won't have to pay three dollars a litre for petrol if you're in Auckland. You won't have to you know go out for dinner and spend all that money. It's going to be cheapest chips. There's going to be Master Points, and we'll be playing the Taranaki Congress from the 12th to the 14th of March. That's cool. You could just pick to play in one event, or you could play the whole weekend. Yeah, true. I think and it's you... exciting, these quality A-points, tournaments. you going to get those 20-something A points you need to get to master. Actually, actually, just stand by, caller, because I have an update. Tell me. You've actually been clocking up a few, but I haven't really seen how many. This year, so far, I've done 5.9 A points. What does that get you to? <laughs> I'm at 85.25. So you only need 14.75 to go to get to be a master. This is not much if you say it fast. You might get 14 A points at Congress in the next week. Never
2: know. I'm looking forward to it. And I know a lot of our other fellow bridge players are looking
0: forward to it. I haven't actually told work yet that I'm taking a week off. And when they ask me where I'm going, I'm going to say the dining room table. Hey, a couple of
2: emails that I got
0: in the bridge zone. Hello, our friend John from Tasmania. Oh, yes. Hi to John.
2: Apologies that we haven't said it earlier, John. It was a great email to catch up. Didn't actually get to meet and see him, but we certainly talked about him when we were playing in the Canberra.
0: Summer Festival of Bridge, the Canberra Cam- 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 It was, it was Cam- Cam- yeah. Cam-
2: And I also see our friend Zia has jumped on with Sorry Partner and they've interviewed him. I haven't had an opportunity to listen to that yet, but again,
0: spreading the word. And just getting back to John, he said he nearly called in at my table to say hi. I would love to have seen him. If you get the opportunity, please do, John. Sure. Um, I'm, beyond, I'm sure you're playing in something in Australia, and I don't know what's on next, but there's bound to be something. They are going to the Gold Coast Congress, and there are some Kiwis going over for it, by the way. Can you get back? That's the problem, isn't it? Going over there isn't the problem, but the getting back, that could be tricky. That's why we didn't go. So it looks like Australian teams are all go for the World Championships at the end of March, and New Zealand are, of course, sending the Open team, but no seniors team, no mixed team and no women's teams. Yeah. What do you feel about that? Oh, well, it's a little disappointing, but I can sort of see why. You know, NZ Bridge asked the players, and a lot of them just were not that keen to go.
2: I guess that's what it does, eh? It's the what-if factor. It always hangs around. It's lurking like Peter Pan's shadow. It goes off for a little while and then it comes back.
0: Well, I guess nobody wants to get stranded away from home. You've heard so many horror stories about people trying to get MIQ spots. I don't think any of us want to be in that situation. Well, I got my booster. You did. That's good. So you'll be all good. Uh, No side effects. I was quite disappointed. What day did you have your booster shot? I went Saturday morning. And the following day, you picked up a nine-card suit. <laughs> yeah. you know, I just want to tell you something. I got my booster shot on Thursday. Right. And the following day, guess what happened? You got a nine-card you Got a nine-card <laughs> suit. I reckon there's got to be a correlation there, Mariana. Oh, Do my Do you think? God. All these booster shots. So I'm just warning you, if you're going to Congress, make sure you get your booster shot. You <laughs> might get a nine-card suit the day after.
2: <laughs> what a coincidence. Are we going to have a bet for the teams?
0: It's a tough field in the teams. There's no doubt about that.
2: We're going to open up the <laughs> Zone TAB Racing. What did we call it? I can't remember. It's been so long since we've put our bets on. Anyway, we've got a $2 bet and we've had a look at the open teams. The racing link is open. And if you think you've got somebody that you would like to... We're only doing qualifying this stage, people. You want to email us, at gmail.com, Let us know what your teams are. Barry said he wasn't going to pick eight. Of course, within two seconds, he had eight. So we're going to agree on four teams. We have got the
0: Ashton team. The Ashton team who's been taught us winning everything lately from Australia, with, including Sartash and, and co. Andy Braithwaite. Former Kiwi, his team is full of Aussies. Pretty good team. Hugh McGann and Mike Weir, of course we've got to put them in. He always has a pretty good team, and he, this year's no exception. Jacob and Mace, he's got a great team.
2: Cornell team.
0: That's the New Zealand team, of course, we're talking about. Cornell yeah, and Back, Wibbley him. and Brown, and Newland Reed But we've both got four more dark horses. So I just wanted to mention, I see that Vel Gardner, she's previously won the New Zealand teams. And this year, she's got a team full of Argentinians, including Carlos Pellegrini. who will be familiar to a lot of New Zealand bridge players. A whole lot of Argentinian names. Liam Milne, who's called himself Australian. So he's got the Coots brothers. He's got Andy Hung and Alex Smirnoff. That's a pretty good team. Who have you got, Mariana? Well, I am going to back our local husband and wife team, the Fishers.
2: They've had a great run lately, and they always seem to be up there. Blair, I've got my $2 on you.
0: You better a mention the other game. player who's one of your favourites.
2: Oh, yes. And, of course, he's playing with Wayne Burrows and Claire Mount. So they've got a good team. And my other team is the skipper team. Looks pretty who's good. It? Alan Grant from Wellington. Anthony Kerr, Wellington. Russell Wilson, Ace to man, and Russell Dive. They've had success as well.
0: It's a nice ben, team. And it it's John and Jane skipper. What about two more of yours? Okay, so I've also got a team of Australians, Bruce Neal's team. He's got David Beecham in the team and Kim Morrison in a team of good Australians. And, of course, Joe and Sam Simpson playing with Gumby and top Australian pair. And our friend Kuma is in that team with Jeff Miller. There you go. We've given you 12 teams. Do you reckon we've covered the top eight, Mariana? I think so.
2: It's going to be a killer to see anybody, who misses out.
0: You don't think anybody else is going to sneak in there that we haven't mentioned?
2: Well, our young guns are there, Jack, Jeremy, and also there's Brad. They could be there, pretty tight. There's a lot of
0: really good teams, you know, Absolutely. Grant Jabs' team and any number of other teams that could make it. And it'd be a big ask this year because only eight teams are going to qualify when it's usually sixteen. Also, really strong. We might not be playing on Saturday.
2: <laughs> you might not be. I do have room for your team. Well, put a lazy dollar down because you know I always back you, and I'll be watching. And I'm pretty sure you guys will have a good game. So I actually picked one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and you can be my eight. I'll put you ahead <laughs> of the young guns.
0: <laughs> but anyway, I tell you what. What you always notice in these Swiss teams events is you know you don't really want it to come down to luck. There's an awful lot of luck. And who you get to play in that last round is just so critical as to who you get to play and how they do. Unless you happen to be leading by miles and it doesn't matter, your draw for the last round is really important.
2: Well, good luck.
0: Super exciting.
2: We're going to go off and listen to the rest of the Bridge Zone crew. Enjoy what we've got to say. We're going to the movie. No popcorn and ice cream today, though. Let's catch up with Kermit. Get your gumboots on, we're going down to the pond with Kermit. Good morning Kermit, how are you going today? I'm going pretty good, how about you? We're fine up here in the mighty Waikato.
1: Gee, but it rained, didn't it? Gosh, it was flooding in Taranaki and other places as well, and it was the first wet weekend we'd have for some time, and so... I made the most of that wet weekend, and I'm starting this week's session of Down at the Pond with the movie review. I saw two movies. One I saw at 10.30 in the morning, which is almost unheard of for me. But it was the best movie I have seen for some time, and it was called Licorice Pizza. What a great movie. And I enjoyed it so much that when I woke up the next morning, it was still pouring with rain. I thought, right, I'm going to go and see another movie. (laughs) <laughs> and I saw a movie called Belfast. Oh, we're going to see that tomorrow. Well, it's very, very good. But I normally wouldn't go and see a movie about that subject matter. Quite depressing about the troubles in Ireland. Yep. But in the description, it had the word uplifting in it. So I said, oh, yeah, I'll um, believe that. And I went to it and it was very, very good. But I found it just depressing and sad about how stupid human beings are but it was a great movie these are my two movie reviews licorice pizza best movie i've seen for quite a long time belfast pretty good if you don't mind material that's a little bit depressing
0: licorice pizza licorice pizza i mean it might be a good movie but i have to say i'm gonna own up right here and now i'm one of those people that likes pineapple on their pizza i do <laughs> but, licorice and pineapple on the same pizza pizza, <laughs> your pizza. that'd be ugly
2: well back to bridge I've got a hand review if I could ask you sure. so I played at the Waitangi online tournament and there was this hand that it's even been mentioned as the freakiest deal in the session so let me explain it had nine spades to the ace king queen that's a good start. Ace, King, Jack of Hearts. Wow. Boyd in Diamonds, and the Queen of Clubs. What okay. So, excited yeah. if you had picked that up.
0: <laughs> wow. I know. I've just looked up the odds of picking up a nine card suit. Does anybody want to have a guess? A nine card suit.
2: Well, wow, <laughs> actually, because I recall Pam. The dummy had a nine
0: plus card suit. That was ridiculous. It was a 12 card suit, wasn't it? 12 Dan? card suit. That was 12, 12 cards clubs, and I
1: was playing in three day trumps. <laughs> 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 I didn't bid it, the robot did. Nine card suit, I actually did this in my class the other week, and I'm trying to remember. It's about point, I'm thinking how many zeros. I'm going to say point zero, 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 five.
0: You've got one too many zeros, but that's still quite a lot of zeros. So 0.1 would be tenth of a percent, and 0.01 would be a hundredth of a percent, I suppose. This is 0.00037. I had one too many zeros, and
1: I was
0: close, wasn't I? Very close. Now, just looking at that, and I can't help but think, if that's the odds of picking up a nine-card suit, what would be the chances of Mariana and I both picking up nine-card suits within three days of each other because, believe it or not, I picked up a nine-card suit on Friday playing in the beginner's lessons when they were run short.
1: Well, the number of, really? the number of hands that you two play, I would say the odds were would be fantastic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you have a happy
2: ending, Mariana? Yeah, it did. And that's probably why I'm asking because... So this was my hand and I'm looking at it and thinking, right, this is why I'm planning the steps of how I'm going to open and what I'm going to do. And I can see myself getting to six spades. And lo and behold, my right-hand opponent, who's dealer, whacks in a weak two-diamond opening bid. And I'm like, no, what do I do now? Well, I'm putting all my chips in. I'm bidding six spades now.
0: Ooh. What about you, Barry? What's the worst that can happen? Maybe they'll lead a heart. Who knows? What would you bid, Barry? Come on. You know, it's a guess. I don't know why, but people always come to you with freak hands and say, how do you bid this? And when they're real freaks, the answer is, you guess, really. (laughs) Well, I didn't. Right. I doubled.
2: And I thought, right, what's the most sensible thing to do here? So I doubled, and then my left-hand opponent bids three diamonds. And I thought, okay, that's all right. My partner passed, and it went past round to me, and I bid Five spades, and I thought that would be the best bid that I could make. So I'm more than game. And if you've got
1: something, I like your thinking, Mariana, about being consultative. The problem on that hand is that partner might not recognise the thing that you need. So you just need the queen of hearts. Yep. Something ace of diamonds is useless to you on those hands. You don't each partner can't actually judge whether they've got a good hand or a bad hand. Yep. I'd just shut my eyes and bid six, I think.
0: There you go. Yeah. I mean, if worst happens and they take their ace of clubs and then switch to something and you're rough, then I'd run off eight more rounds of spades and see if that put the yeah. into frighteners- the
1: <laughs> See, you can't even ask for aces because you don't want to know about the diamond ace. But yeah. I like what you said, Barry. What do you do? Well, cross your fingers and do some it. <laughs>
0: My nine card suit wasn't as good as that. I was missing a few things. So I was missing three aces, so I had no higher ambitions than bidding four hearts. I had no. nine of the king, queen, jack, and an outside ace. So I had nine tricks. I just needed to partner to provide me with one more, which he did. No, so that was, was very good of him.
2: Get. So at the end of that, you're saying shut your eyes and bid, and it comes Leave out. Them open if you
0: like. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't come with any guarantees, Mariana. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether you double and bid or whether you just bid or what you do, you're on a guess, really.
1: And consulting partners are great philosophy, but in this case, they won't recognise what's good and what's bad.
0: Lean across the table and say, hey, partner, have you got the Queen of Hearts? Well, that'd be fine. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I might get Baylor peering at me in the corner, and I don't want that. Hey,
1: interesting when you were talking about when you were describing the hand to us, this came up in the class the other day, and it's one of the lingo things to do with playing bridge. <laughs> it took me a while to work this out that when people describe a hand and they go, I was five, four, two, two, it's in suit order. I didn't get that for ages. It's part of the lingo. When you're describing the shape of a hand, well, you might say, I had ace, king to five, queen third, blah, 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 blah. It's always in suit order for those that are not familiar with that part of bridge lingo.
0: Actually, I have said this before on air, but I used to have a friend years ago before they even had hand records and before they had computerized that on that old, right? And anyway, he was in Tamarine. We used to play on the same night, get home about 11 o'clock at night, and the phone would go, either mine or his. You'd pick up the phone. And all you'd hear is ace, queen to five, three small. (laughs) There was no preliminary discussion. Hello, how are you? you, We're
1: getting down to business.
0: (laughs) Straight down to business, hands in suit order, straight away. What do you bid? That would be the next question. New
2: Zealand Bridge held a Tudors conference down in Wellington a couple of years back about taking lessons and all that. And they had a couple of words that you use. And one of the words that I always get a laugh out when I'm doing the lessons is about how to remember spades, hearts, diamonds, clubs. And you were talking about it's in suit order. And the words that we use is shit happens, don't care. And that's how you remember it. (laughs) You can imagine people that have no idea about bridge and you come out with, how do you remember that? Oh, that's easy. You think shit
0: happens, don't care. Some of those hands, though, those freak ones, you don't want to remember them. They don't always have happy
1: endings. <laughs> they do not. So do something and then move on with your life, right?
0: Yep, but they that's are all.
1: the hands that get talked about at the bar. It's
0: True. no use about how you're going to handle a nine card suit when you pick it up, because you're only going to get it 0. .0003 seven of the time. <laughs> Just worry about the other 90% of the hands that you might be able to do something about.
2: Thank you very much. Happy congressing. We'll probably see you there sometime.
0: Yeah, looking forward to it. hope everybody has lots of nine card suits. Join us next week at the Lillipad with Pam Livingston, bridge coach.
2: See you. Muna, Okay, peeps, it's time for us to go. Thanks for listening to The Bridge Zone. And as you've guessed, we're super excited for Congress. Can't wait. It'll be great. If you've got any stories whatsoever that come out of Congress, we're actually going to be recording next Monday, which is the free day. Pop us an email, bridgezoneshuffle at gmail.com. Happy Congress and catch you next week.
0: Bye for now. New Zealand Bridge, sponsoring Bridge from beginner to international nationwide.